everybody. Welcome back to another fantastic episode of your number one podcast. That's Detroit Dart Talk. It's Eric here in the virtual studio. Also on the line today, we have two more fantastic folks. Tell us who you are. This is Tim. Adam. So great to have you on the show yet again, yet again. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, turn this over to Tim to get it started. I just really wanted to do that intro. <laughs> Good intro. Ex- like an excruciatingly pleasant intro. Yeah, no, it was good. Well, you know what's unpleasant? This Mega XL blaster. Mega XL. Oh yeah. Oh, I saw some. Yeah, talk. What? Is, what's? What's the scoop with that? Man, it's just a big, big old chonker. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I think it's going to be fun. I was, I was being facetious a little bit there. Um, it, it looks silly, stupid, but I kind of want to play with it. Yeah. Aren't, aren't those with like the darts that are the size of demolisher rockets yeah yeah so um i'm actually it's funny right as uh, right as we were starting this up um i saw that on our discord uh one of our members jolt king had posted uh some pictures in here and so i guess the first uh, mega xl uh product there are some pictures out there so you can check that out i'm sure they'll be everywhere here shortly but um yeah looks uh it looks weird looks very weird <laughs> But uh, yeah, it definitely has a trigger and uh, a pr- and a top prime, so kind of neat. Wow, that thing is huge. He posted and oh, oh, and those darts don't look. I mean, they might work good. Uh, I, more ammo types, just what we need. Yeah, really. So, gameplay wise, do you think we'll count these as rockets? Because, I mean, that's a. I think somebody posted a picture of one next to a finger at one point. They're huge chonkers. Like, they're, they're like. They'll think that there's a bit of inaccuracy to rockets that balances the game well for rockets. These look almost too. Like, they could be too accurate. Yeah, put a K 14 in that puppy and a scar barrel on it, and you'll be uh, knocking toddlers out from halfway across the arena. I, by the way, formal request for a Mega Scar and now a Mega XL Scar. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> a I, mega I XL it. burn. I need it. Well, I don't care about yeah. the burn. I just need the scar. I'll just put it. Well, yeah, I guess it has to go on something, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Just the size. I mean, just size up your existing scar design. Just, just three hundred percent size. I mean, it might work. It might. It might. It honestly, just sizing it up might actually be stupid enough to work. I think you should do it for Mega for sure as like a just a fun trial. Yeah, yeah, it probably would. I don't have a single spring thing that shoots Mega though. I have most of one, just not assembled or, you know, built. Adam, you don't have a Magnus or something? No, I don't. Right. The the only thing that I have that shoots Mega is my proud papa. I might have an extra Magnus downstairs. I'll have to rummage around and see what I can find. I'm trying to find a comparison picture that shows the mega xl dart next to a regular mega i'm not coming up it's like you and the dart she told you not to worry about (laughs) (laughs) Uh, where did uh i wonder where jolt found those pictures at well anyways um i'd love to hear about some of the projects you guys have been working on let's get right to the meat and potatoes of this Mm -hmm. Uh, there's been some cool stuff you guys have been working on so adam you want to go first or you want me to um sure yeah um so i got i picked up a um darts on tomahawk 60 
And at, Alex and I had a blood pact that whoever found them would buy one for the other person um, just because we, we both have a large quantity of children and um, our times to get out to go shopping for hobby stuff. You might be able to hear my large quantity of children in the background. Uh, it's it's intermittent because they're all young. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's probably like 22 pounds now, 23 pounds. Um, anyways. Yeah. So I found them and then I'm like, man, this thing could really use a stock because it could. And then I don't, I did not have, um, Tim, what was a stock that you used? You were trying uh, to get me to recon, use one. Recon Mark II. Oh yeah. The Recon Mark II stock looks fantastic. Yeah. It's a good um, stock. So all I had was like a worker folding stock, like buffer tube stock adapter. And I couldn't find a freaking single like clamp on minimalist stock design that I liked or that didn't look like a Tinkercad potato, uh, which there's a lot of really good, really talented Tinkercad tinkers out there. But all the stuff on Thingiverse just looked bad to me. Anyways, I made one of those. Threw it on there. It actually worked first try, which I was just floored by something actually working first try. So it looks good. Yeah, you made enough 3D prints now at this point. You have those tolerances dialed in. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Until it um, breaks. (laughs) Until it breaks. Or somebody else that doesn't have my printers prints it. Or or I try to print filamentum. Uh, And then I'm like, just on this creator's high, I'm like, man, I'm doing so good. And I like look at my basic. I'm like, I'll just make a stock for that thing. And then it was it was a really slow day at work. I'll, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> and so I did a I don't I don't know what you want to call it like an almost like an MP5 type, um, like a PDW type stock. It's like got two arms on the side, and it collapses. And then I made the butt plate. Have like this little because if you make a stock that sits up close when it's collapsed that has a butt plate that's actually large enough to make it comfortable it's going to hit your hand and then be uncomfortable when it's like a pistol so i made the butt plate super tiny and then i have this like little jiggly extension that you can pull down it's actually pretty darn sturdy and uh at least tim and tom will get to play with it at z13 this weekend because um, somebody works out super yeah i know Jeez. oh there goes there goes my prototype um <laughs> anyways i printed it out and surprisingly that also worked first try like there's some tweaks in the design on the final print that i'm trying to work through um but i'm happy with it like it's not like the spamp grip and the super spamp and all that crap where it was like 10 i've got like version 10 on some of the stuff this is like v2 and like half the parts are v1 and so that's it i'm just getting lazy but um yeah so that works and it it has made just playing with the prototype it has made the basic probably my favorite flywheeler it just like it works like really well it it's so good with a stock it's so good. I love my FDL3, but it's huge. It's huge in comparison to the minimization that Jesse did with the basic. And it's like, yeah, do this, do this. Because it's like, the, like 
Jesse made a stock design that was a really good stock design, but it's a fixed stock, right? And I think it may be because maybe he was running out of steam on the project or something, and I don't blame him. Uh, burnout is definitely real. Uh, but this is what I always imagined would be the perfect stock for a tiny, versatile brushless blaster. That's that's my pitch. That's it. I actually I, I did not get a, a basic. Um, I was like, I don't need another flywheel blaster. Even as cool as this is, I'll wait for it to be revised again in the future. Well, that didn't happen, <laughs> as you can see. And uh, and you know what? I if I had seen it with that stock would have been an instant buy. It actually really, it really makes the blaster, I, I, it just takes it to the place it needs to be. It makes it look both compact and like highly functional, not just not just like something in a, that you'd throw in a bag or a pocket. It looks like it could be a super compact little SMG platform that it's intended to be. So I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Um, and, well, not see. I'm interested to hold it in hand. Um, but Unfortunately, nobody can get a basic, and I already saw someone trying to sell theirs for like what was it, like three hundred fifty bucks? Oh no, they had gotten an offer for four hundred and fifty dollars for their basic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That I mean that that goes to show that you know they're they're still very much wanted, and that the space in the hobby for that type of blaster is still alive and well, right? Yeah. I mean that absolutely. seems to be the development track right now is small powerful blasters mag fed small powerful blasters yeah that's that's 100 percent true um i i i like jesse and fdl's design language because it i mean he made stuff small with but it's also sturdy right like and i know tim had problems with the, the pusher motor but that's really a problem with the pusher motor and the gearing itself the rest of the blaster is just they're built very very solidly right and there's a lot of blasters out there that have like known weak points, like the Woozy. Like I haven't tried the N20 version, but the normal Woozy is like the pusher is a weak point, and the mag release. Like both of those are not very sturdily designed. When they work well, well they work well, but the Woozy has the same. Even the upgraded, you know, upgraded pusher motor is the same one that failed on the basic. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is an N20. Yeah, everybody likes N20s yeah. right and now. I wouldn't even say. I wouldn't even say that the blaster had a weak point. I would say it was just an incompatibility between the blaster and the magazine I tried to use. Yeah. Eh, I, I mean, yeah. I could see that as being... Was that the uh, the high-power spring you had, or was it the, the so, low-power, or the standard one? They did not have two different listings when I bought mine. Ah. Yeah, they changed it later. Mm-hmm. Ah. Probably because, because They did some testing and found that same thing? I know there's a video out there about tuning your Tachi mags, and I haven't gone back and, and done anything what? with it. I think that just involves, doesn't that just involve cutting the spring? Probably. Yeah, I think I, you're I, supposed to cut like seven coils off it or something. Yeah, I haven't even picked up the Tachi mag since the last C13. Um, yeah. I would almost guarantee that they're, that they're that's what they're doing and, you know, maybe not, but it, it seems like the kind of thing they would just do from a, from a bill of materials perspective, they would just, you know, or not, they would just cut them in the factory instead of ordering two different having two different springs to order yeah they're kind of set up for doing that type of work well yeah i'm anxious Anyways. to see your uh your new stock i might have to uh get the files from you and i i honestly i would love to reprint my entire fdl basic um that's obviously not on the cards because the files aren't publicly available even to the purchasers um when i was first talking with jackie 
about my design, at that point, they thought they were going to make them available. So I was like, you know what? I'll just do PLA. I'll, I'll pick out something fun that isn't my uh, my normal uh, color scheme. And then like a- after it was already locked in and mostly printed, then they made the decision that it was they were not going to make the files publicly available, which my plan was, you know, beta test it in whatever they printed it in, which was the red and gray and gold, which looks amazing. Yeah, it is beautiful. I I love my color scheme, but I also would really love to have it up on my primary use wall with my FDL three, my links, my two spamps. Um, And I'd like to do it honestly you know, because I have my spam where the body is orange, and then I reversed it for my super spam where the body is the blue and then the orange is the accents. I'd love to do that with the basic, but the files aren't available. Maybe eventually. Fingers crossed. Jesse, if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know he won't. Anyways, um, any other projects that you guys want to talk about? Uh, I had a couple. So Adam, and actually th- this is kind of a joint project because Adam designed it and I printed a bunch of uh, coins for Z13. Uh, we talked in, uh, technically this is two episodes ago, um, the last episode you guys heard uh, as of the time of this recording, um, that we did the point system for Dart Sweep. So rather than uh, writing on the bags, I was talking about doing some sort of currency. And then, uh, like, I was thinking, like, bucks, you know, like, uh, you know, Dart Sweep bucks. And then Adam. Zombies. Zombie bucks sucks. Zombie bucks. And Adam came up with the idea of doing a coin instead, and so then he um, he designed these. uh, There's there's two different designs. There's a buzz saw and there's a cog. um, That says uh, one cred property is e one three. So then I was like, you know, that would be a that would be a great patch too. It would. We we could do three D printed patch. Yeah. Sorry, um, I, I was just... No, thinking. it's Go a ahead. great idea. Uh, stickers, too. Oh, stickers. I, I, now I know what our next stickers are going to be. Um, so I ordered some uh, uh, fluorescent filament since UN3 has black lights now. Um, I ordered Zero, um, which Zero is awesome. Like, you know, you get the roll of filament. They give you an unopened, like, uh, not sealed, uh, resealable bag to put it in after you take it out of the packaging. Um, they give you a note card that talks about it, but the backside is blank, so you know, it hits its line so you can use it for notes or whatever. And then they've also started giving you um, cleaning filament, like nozzle cleaning filament. Each Oh, that's cool. Each spool of filament comes that with, really with nice, a little, yeah. uh, little uh, sample size of the cleaning stuff, uh, which, yeah, it's huge. Because like, I had to drive all the way out to um, Micro Center one day to pick some of that up because I was having issues and and needed to clean out my hot end. So having some of that on, on hand is nice. But anyways, I got orange and I got green. And so I printed the, um, I can't remember. I printed the buzz saw with a orange base and green text. And I printed the cog with a green base and orange text or vice versa. Anyways. So those will glow nice and and bright under, uh, the UV lights. I, uh, I actually took them up there, uh, uh, when I went and paid the deposit and uh, took them to the arena to see what they looked like. It looked great. So got that upgrade going uh, for Z13. That was one of my projects. And then my other project um, was, I've talked in the past, and I, I know I've shown it, I had a three-row, uh, I call it my dart catalog. Basically, it's it's a, a stand of every type of dart 
that I've been able to get my hands on mostly heads. Um, you know, and there are some uh, duplicates where I've got a full length and a half length of the same type of dart. But, uh, you know, then I also have like the knockoff version. So there's an elite dart, there's a Vowberry, there's a full vinyl jacket. I've got all the old types like the taggers, the whistler taggers, streamlines, the old school suction darts. You know, I've got all of the different uh, dart zone darts, the three different types of Busby darts they've got in. Um, and, you know, I've got a row of half links too. Um, but I had outgrown the three row one that I did. So I played around in Tinkercad and imported the STL and, and um, hodgepodge together a fourth row just by copying and, and overlaying. And when I sliced it, it turned out perfectly. Like you can't see any like, uh, you know, steps or, or uh, shifts where I, I missed lining things up perfectly. It looks like it was uh, engineered with a fourth row. And now I've got only two spaces left in the four row. <laughs> Because uh, Jolt, uh, uh, Jolt King uh, sent me a Suction Elite, which I did not have in my collection. And then I added a few that I had, I had left out. So I'm almost full again. So I guess shout out to Jolt King for sending me the uh, Suction Elite. And then uh, my old one is uh, going to go uh, to GSP uh, since uh, he was asking about it. So he'll be able to start his own collection now. How are you going to get a hold of these uh, Dragon Power darts? They're out there. Is there anything special about them? They're just elite darts. They're right? red. But they're just elite darts, right? They're red on... They're, no, they're fireballs. Come on. <laughs> well, that's what I'm asking. Do they have have an actual different head? Literal fireballs. No, I'm just, sorry. Nothing special about them. Yeah. No, I've, I've got... I wonder who's out there that actually collects different colors they're, like they're, who, who, of they're, all the elites. I know there are people that collect the different printed ones. Printed. Oh yeah. Well, where it's it's got like the printing on the side on the foam. Yeah. You know, it's... like like the the elite that I have in my display is one of the Digicamo ones. Yeah. It, you know, and oh. then like uh, my AccuFake is a Monkey Tron collective one. So yeah, it, nice little display. It started out as um, when I did that uh, war for my city for their hundred and fiftieth. Uh, I wanted something on the table so I could talk to people about different dart types and, and uh, have some educational stuff. And it kind of just turned into a side project, uh, keeping it up to date. <laughs> a shame to say that I've actually spent money on NF Strike just to get a single dart to put in this thing a couple of times. I, I've got the, the short-lived umbrella darts, I think they were called, where it's the dome with a circle and a couple triangles. And then I've got a, they're called uh, wad cutters. It's a a full vinyl jacket but it's uh it's just a clear disc tip that i would never actually put through a blaster because you could see it drawing blood <laughs> yeah i did you say somebody made that one for you the wad cutter no yeah um okay. who it was uh not armor um it was oh god it was uh nerf, well nerf mafia was talking about um it was an old school, like before they were being mass produced. Uh, there was a guy or a company in uh, Asia that was, they're basically molding heads and then selling um, backer foam. So you could make your own half cups with a, with a better quality head. So yeah, so that's my dark collection. Um, I don't know. Eric, what have you been working on? Me, my career, and yeah. my family. <laughs> I've been, I've, you know what I've been thinking about lately? I could talk about it here. Um, been building up my proficiency with uh, some of our simulation programs, let's say. 
And um, I, I've been considering, it's like, I wonder how hard it would be to simulate the effects of a of an of a nerf dart in a in a barrel with a compressed spring and air system and it turns out it's incredibly complicated so i've i've just been kind of i've been looking up how to do that on the side and i thought it's it's fascinating because i've always wondered why haven't why hasn't anyone tried to do a simulation of a of a, of a nerf dart you know with how how many people in this hobby are like I, i'm a i'm an armchair engineer blah 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 you think somebody would want to show off by doing that and i looked it up and i realized why it's it's a combined it's a combined fluid simulation and mechanical simulation so it's specialized software and um the the, the, the programs have to actually like talk back and forth to each other in order to they have to like iterate on the results that they feed back and forth to each other so it's way more complicated than i thought it was going to be um, maybe one day I might actually do something like that. It would be fun, but it was just neat to see like why, you know, we, we talk about and theorize and test, um, what, you know, all the different, uh, the combinations of barrels and darts and things like that. It's like, well, why, why, with all the engineers in the hobby, why has nobody tried to just simulate it to, to make a realistic simulation? And then we can actually try and dial down, you know, the perform like barrel performance ratios, you know, it put an end to you know put actual science behind the uh, you know volume of plunger tubes and, and barrels and dart fits and what works best and optimize that and uh and it would be a cool thing to do um but it's it's a it's a really incredibly complex problem to do accurately you could make assumptions probably sim- and uh, simplify parts and pieces of that process and break it into discrete sections but the uh, the total combined system and the total system dynamics behind that are a quite interesting problem to crack. I can only imagine. Uh, people, yeah, people have done it for firearms. Um, I've seen I've seen people do actual like firearm simulations, but you know, Nerf being <laughs> Nerf, Nerf, nobody's nobody's making enough money to in Nerf to to buy one of you know buy a program and and simulate darts in order to optimize a barrel fit or something like that. You know, it's. Just the market's not really there, and the expertise is, might be there. You know, just nobody's either nobody's done it, or I don't know. Just inter- it's an interesting problem. That's a, that's the most nerf-related thing that I've been researching and try, doing some tests on to help with my my you know professional knowledge for other for other things that I do. But um, that's awesome. Cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of neat. If anybody ever wants to talk about that, ping me, hit me up on the server. I'd love to talk flow analysis or finite element simulations it's kind of interesting um but yeah so other than that i've been uh, i've actually been cleaning my nerf room um because it had sort of overrun from the last time i went um, up to athens for the hvz things had just kind of gotten everywhere when i unpacked i just had stuff just everywhere so i've been cleaning it up testing things um turns out that uh, one of the one of the uh, radio communication um, or one of the radios was having a problem when we were in Athens. We had a we had a comms issue, and it turns out the button on one of the headsets died. So the um... the, the activation button it doesn't uh, it doesn't work. The microphone works, and the the head the actual like earpiece part this that the uh, the speaker part works, but the button does not work. That's so strange. Yeah, it probably, I mean, we sweat like crazy around these things. It probably just got some sweat or some damage from being handled or jostled or something, and the button just gave up. 
Just gave up the ghost. Are you sure like so, the, the rubber cover just isn't offset or something? No, these aren't these aren't rubber. It's not on the sorry, it's not on the handset. It's actually on the, the remote, the cheapy um remote earpiece. Oh. So that we, we we plug in um we plug in the the adapter or not adapter, we we always plug in headsets um when we're at the at the HVZ games so that you don't have to like you know, pull out the microphone, talk to it, put it up to your ear to listen, or anything like that. This is a, um, this is the uh, the the plug-in combo headset uh, microphone uh, okay. piece. So the the walkie itself is still good. The walkie appears to be good. I was having some trouble with volume on one of them, and I'm I'm not sure. I need to do another test with that. But yeah, one of them, the volume output from the main speaker is exceptionally low. I don't know why. So um, that might be broken too, just for whatever reason. So gotta gotta dig into microphone pro- or um, walkie-talkie problems. Time to order another batch. <laughs> yeah, they were like ten bucks each. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if we're get if we're getting in for another batch, I might need a I might need a replacement. I mean, I've just I've been lending them out. I mean, we you lend them out. They just they're ten dollar walkie-talkies, right? If you order them at the bat, well, they were that much, and we ordered them in a large batch. So um, I actually looked up getting replacement microphones, and they cost as much as the whole walkie-talkie did. Yeah. They're like ten bucks yep. each. Yeah, like, you, you got to be kidding me. You can get a two pack for twenty three fifty on Amazon right now. Now, just so everybody's aware, our listeners, you have to program these. They don't come yes. programmed for legal use in the states. Um, Correct. So yeah. So you, you have they're programmed to, with special channels. You have to do a little bit of research, and you have to get the one of the packs that has the cable, so you have a USB connection, and then you get a program like Chirp or. Uh, there's a couple different ones, and then you, you program the channels that are legal to use in the United States. Because if you don't, then you might end up broadcasting on a channel that's reserved for like uh, EMS or fire. Um, that's a big no-no. So, Which, if you wanted to, you could use them as like a monitor for you know some people use them for like police scanners. I think so yeah. it's similar function. Um, but yeah, they're dirt cheap. It's it's funny. I mean, I can't be mad, but. Uh, it's, it, it's just HPZ after all. It's not like you know being out, being in over in Iraq or something. It's the Baofeng 888S are the radios that we got. And whenever we get back to big games, if you ever want to get in on a on a chat with us and our team, there are a set of channels to program that are standardized across the hobby. We haven't had a big game in a long time, so I have not seen that passed around in the last two years, you know. But there is a there there had been a set of standardized channels um, to program the Baofangs with because they are crazy as it might sound, they are the community standard for a walkie-talkie. Um, so, yeah, if you wanna if you wanna get in on on what's happening in the big HVZs, know about objectives, and really follow the game within the game. Um, a ten dollar walkie-talkie is the way to do it, or about twelve, thirteen bucks, I guess. Yeah, inflation. Ooh. There is actually an updated version of the eight 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 S. It's apparently called the eight eight A. Now I don't know if it uses the same batteries as the ones we do. That would take some research, but that would be interesting. Yeah. So um, yeah, just doing organizing gear checks. I still have a broken Griffin to tear to pieces, but I just oh, haven't had time yeah. to do that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, figured out Ethernet situation, so I'm I'm actually have that to run here soon. Get some get some wired Ethernet down there, be able to use the computer um, for my printer and have that station good to go. Um, 
but yeah, it's just coming along. I got, oh, and we also uh, made a trip to Ikea so I could get some more pegboard amongst other things. Uh, so I have pegboard to finish my pegboard wall. Ah. Just got to whip out the hammer drill and put do do very loud things, which I don't want to do while the, the baby's asleep. Yeah. So I've been thinking about doing a third pegboard myself. I'd be I'd like to have, uh, a, you know, I've got my vintage one and I've got my active use board. I'd like to have like, uh, you know, collector ones like I'd like to pop hits. Well, like I'd like to put my darts on Promark one up there. I'd like to put the gold uh, uh, X shot blaster that I got from Connor up there. Um, you know, maybe the white uh, the white out long strike. Um, you know, if I ever get my basic reprinted and put that on my active use wall, then I need a spot for my uh, gear upper talicon that Slater sent me. Um, so it'd, it'd be nice to just have a spot to put like um, oddities and rarities and you know, conversation piece blasters. Blasters, you really just want to have a, want to have as a display. Right. I totally have a, I have one set of boards for that purpose. And I I have a, my, co- my collection is, it sucks compared to yours. So I have a uh, power strike, uh, which you gave me on there. And uh, my, my yellow long shot, which is the fully, you know, the, the full worker kit one. And, um, I have my uh, my Jupiter on there. I actually love the Jupiter. I think it's such a cool blaster. I'm I'm actually quietly in love with the Jupiter. So the Jupiter, uh, the, ri- the rival Jupiter. Yeah. You know which one I really want though is the um, I think it's the Saturn, the shotgun one. I really, yeah, I really I'm gonna need, get one of those eventually. I really um, need to get my hands on one. Yeah, I just love the Jupiter. It's really accurate. It's it feels like it's got good power and good ergonomics. Like I'm just a big fan of the package like everything about it is great i love it i think it's awesome so the jupiter is the one like that was like the target rival blaster right yes that's right like for shooting the really cool jupiter target yeah the metal the one that goes yeah which i have two of from buff daddy (laughs) i love those targets i I, I would Uh, love to have one more to have three and just set them all up. Is, you know, That's what I need to design is a target. Yeah. You really, you really have the ultimate collection, Tim. You have like literally everything. <laughs> I don't know about Crazy. everything. Like you have so much. I've got some fun stuff. Good, so much good. You have so much good stuff. Like it's I'm true. doing the thing with my finger right now with the okay, like ooh, and then like chef's kiss. Real, you got you got a lot of really good stuff. He does. Yeah. And all the stuff that he prints is like very meticulously printed. I'm blushing yeah. right now. Yeah, your your yeah. collection is your collection is pretty nice, like real nice. The um, um yeah, like the Tim worship board of his colors is like <laughs> the most aesthetically pleasing thing in Nerf. <laughs> nice. I you know I will say I'm going to go out on a limb that I think um, Perf Nerfer, who I, I haven't seen anything from in a long time, I think he does the nicest looking 3D printed blasters. I think his are the best. But oh. Tim, you can have second place. <laughs> I'm good with that. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I guess that could be my shout out since I don't, I don't have a shout out. Are we there? I think we're there. Are we? I feel there. I feel there. I'm there for it. So I'm gonna just do my shout out to someone whose blasters I've always admired. I might have even shouted them out before. But Perf Nerfer, who used to be active on um, Printed Blaster Support Rehab Group and other places. Um, they always made really just really nice, nicely printed and nice selection of colors and parts and pieces, like really well put together blasters. 
just like nice versions using existing parts that are already out in the world and really good, interesting 3D print filament. What's your uh, shout out, Tim? You got a you got a shout out? Um, I already shouted out Joel King for sending me the suction cup. Uh, shout out to my cousin Jonathan, who is a Target employee and has been searching for um, Dart Zone Max darts. Ooh, that was something I wanted to touch on. So Walcom in his video about the um, uh, the Tomahawk 60 was trying to coin um, watermelon darts as, as the new dart type. And I've seen several times where people have been calling the new darts that come with the striker watermelon darts. But Really? They're different. They are absolutely different. They, they both have triangles in the tips, but the watermelon darts, as, as Walcom was calling them, the head is wider and the pattern is different. Like on the new Dart Zone Max darts, because they're Dart Zone Max accuracy or something like that. Um, it's three triangles um, with the center one upside down, you know, sitting in the um, recess of the other two. Uh, but on the watermelon dart, you have two diamonds and then two triangles in between those two diamonds. And the head is bigger. Like, um the head and and i saw somewhere where did i see this might have actually been on target's website target is going to start selling the sure shot darts which was always the same dart as the adventure force waffle the sure shot darts are now going to be the watermelon darts uh-huh. yeah they're the the packaging for the dart zone sure shot darts uh. had um the darts that are coming with the tomahawk 60 now so interesting i, okay. I forgot that was a little soapbox i wanted to get on so the striker does <laughs> not come, to... striker ah. does not come with watermelon darts striker doesn't <laughs> come with watermelon darts wait so what are the darts that come with the the tammy hawk the, ta- the tomahawk are the watermelon darts or the chilies darts yeah i prefer watermelon darts i think watermelon darts are fine yeah yeah oh that's right he, he that's right he was trying to call them chilies darts because they have the same color as the Chili's logo. But most people Baby back them. darts. Barbecue Covered sauce. in barbecue sauce. Barbecue <laughs> Delicious. Shoot them right in my mouth. Yes. All right. Yeah, at, actually, if you go onto Target's website and you type in Dart Zone Dart Refill, it comes up and it says Sure Shot, but it's got the new watermelon design with them it's it's not the blue and green waffle darts all i know is i need to do a little retail therapy because work has been tough lately and i've been thinking about doing that at target and just like going and see if i can find a rival helix a max striker or maybe just some sure shot or maybe some darts i don't know but get yourself a tomahawk 60 it's fun fun. i ran it at that little church war i went to and uh it it dominated the field. Like I had several people come up and ask about it after the fact to the point where Really? Yeah, I bet there aren't any left in port here on at this point. There were several people interested in it. Oh Are Adam, you Adam, running... you, you, you summer you summer child, you sweet summer child. You've never played a stock war, have you? I literally never have. Yep, never have. Oof. I don't know what that's like. It's actually really, really fun. I'm sure it's... it is fun. It is very. The, I started the whole thing with Stock War in the library, and that was. I still love that. Still great memories. You guys should have a Stock War with, and invite like a younger age group 
at some point just to like get more people into the, well i remember how that went never mind well, i take back well well that was i remember how that went bad idea sorry i sorry i even said anything yeah you should be uh shame anyways um adam you want to do a shout out um you don't have to but... um i'm gonna do it okay my shout out is going to be to Alex because he made a super cool thing for the uh, worker Cheetah. Oh yeah. Two. Yeah, he's it's been like, showing us all his journey on this. The Cheetah is kind of like a oh my gosh, a knockout that's been half darted and also magged. So like kind of what Maker did because it's like two actions, like one to open the breach or whatever to put the dart in the other one to prime and then you shoot it and they're both really powerful but the the um the cheetah 2.0 d- uh-huh. does that and it's uh it's good she's a uh she's a, she, a spicy she kitty she, she chooches yes isn't that right pubs um and so he made this like contraption and that's what it is it's like you still have to like pull the barrel forward or whatever to boop the dart in there from the magazine and then you just pull one weird thing in the back that closes the barrel and primes a blaster so it takes like one of the three steps you need to fire the blaster out of the equation and I thought it was a pretty cool idea um, it, that, that, being, it, that blaster for me sits in a very weird category it's cool because it's cheap and it's very powerful but it's something I'd maybe like plink with. I don't know if I I would be able to use because it's way too powerful to use as a pistol, like in a normal thing. And there's too many steps to it, right? Um, I don't know. It's like like a, a lot of something that's been going around a lot is a skewer that Taffy developed, um, and that thing is super cool. But it's also one of those things that it's like I don't really know if it would have a place for me using it. But it's definitely I still kind of want to build. <laughs> like that's so. why I abandoned the um the Meeker Mark seventeen whatever yeah. whatever the Talon Fed because the Talon Fed knockout one because it it was still was two steps to prime a dart and I don't know just yeah yep but I mean that's okay it's like I you know I sit there on my soapbox and you're like oh it's too many steps and then I like look at my like wall of blasters that are range from shell ejecting lever action to stuff I just haven't touched in a while. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm just eating my hat if I turn the other way. <laughs> so yeah. everything's cool, and that's what makes the hobby fun. We have a place for weird stuff. We do. Okay, well, I, I think we, we hit it good. We hit it well today. So I'm going to just take us out from here. I'm going to leave you with a haiku, okay? just want to say this one for you. Mega is now so big. XL to the face, big disgrace. Darts all over the place. (laughs) This has been Detroit Dart Talk, everyone. Have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic afternoon. Even maybe have a fantastic evening. See you on the next one. Take care.
Mega is now so big. XL to the face, big disgrace. Darts all over the place. <laughs>